God is certainly good. Turn with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. I want to talk for a little bit here this morning on simply bringing men to Jesus. I believe that should be the heartbeat of the church. That is why he saved us. That is why the night you were baptized in his name and filled with his spirit, he did not rapture you. <laughs> he saved us to work for his kingdom. Amen. The reason these men, four men, knew where to take this man that needed a miracle is very simple, and it is found in the first reading. It was noised abroad. They knew where to take this man because they heard from a lot of people. It was noise that he was in the house. Don't tell me our voice does not make a difference. I am thankful that we not only know where to tell people to find Jesus, we know how to tell them how to find Jesus. Amen to that. We need to become a voice that will tell people how and where they can find him. And I want you to know he is in the house. When we show up at this place, he is already here. Now, I do believe that the presence of the Lord can get stronger and stronger and stronger as the service moves forward. The reason being, there are people becoming more in one mind, in one accord. Hello? All of a sudden, the worship becomes greater, and then the expectation begins to be raised. And when all of those things come to play, it is, it is the atmosphere that is created for a miracle to take place. Amen? I believe, seriously, the type of services or whatever happens in this house today or any other day is strictly up to us. I've heard people say, I'm waiting on God, and I correct them and say, oh, no, you ain't. God's waiting on you. Some people got this mindset that God's not wanting to fill them with the Holy Ghost the day they seek him. That is false. God fills you with the Holy Ghost when the heart is conditioned to receive it. So quit saying if God, would God. Get rid of that philosophy. God's always willing, always able, and he's always there. Amen. 
We must take responsibility for what happens in this house. First and foremost, you can't go home saying we didn't have good church today when you put absolutely nothing into it. Hello? Oh, I've asked some saints before that I've pastored. Oh, and what did you do to make things so great and change today? I can tell you some of them didn't like that. But I also can tell you it didn't change me from saying that. <laughs> you can't leave here griping when you didn't worship God at all. Hello, somebody. We really get out of it what we put into it. You say, I have a great need, but yet we don't come and ask for prayer. We don't come to the altar. We pack up and go home, and we take that need with us. Well, I'm not saying you'll get your healing today, but I'm saying you might. You could if you put a little effort into it. Hello? We're going to see where they took this man. That church house was full. I'm sure they'd have rather come through the door than tear a roof off. But I do know this. If you want to get to Jesus, well, like I preached last week, 10,000 demons couldn't stop him. A full church house ain't going to stop you. Come on. We need to start looking at this as our responsibility. Churches can walk the journey with you, but not for you. Hello, somebody in the house. Your salvation is your salvation. It is up to you to make your calling and election sure. Quit playing the blame game. Get involved with Jesus and get to his house. Get to the place where you can receive your miracle. You know what would determine how bad you want a miracle? By the effort you put forth to receive it. Sorry, I'm old school. It, this stuff's just straight with me. <laughs> Hello? We're giving too much hall passes to bad behavior. And when you keep giving hall passes to bad behavior, you keep getting bad behavior. Sometimes somebody's got to kick the cat off the porch. And no, I'm not being mean to animal lovers. That's not how that phrase is meant. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but anyway, we need to become a voice. Evangelism is, evangelism is simply telling people how and where they can find Jesus. You don't even have to be in this house. I pastor people who receive the Holy Ghost on the way to church, on the way home from church. I've pastored people, sister, that have received the Holy Ghost washing dishes, just sitting there listening to some good gospel music of some kind, your choice doing dishes, talking to the Lord, all of a sudden they start weeping and praying and then repenting, and then next thing you know, heaven comes down, they're talking in tongues, and God fills them with the Holy Ghost. You can get it in the car. You can get it in your home. You can get it in the altar. Here's my point. It's for you if you want it. Amen. I believe that doing our best, this once again is my opinion, I believe in doing our best to reach the lost is just as much a part of our salvation as living right is. He didn't leave you here to become just you. Hello? Everybody in the vicinity of where I work, I mean, I talk about next door and people I don't interact with a lot, but every chance I get, and here's, how, here's me. I'm an American, full-blooded, okay? I seriously believe in God, family, faith, nation period if you don't see it that way it's not my fault you're wrong okay but here's how i do things you can start talking to them about the nation about god about faith because here's what i've learned about people they're willing to listen to what god's done for you sometimes they just don't want to hear what he can do for them <laughs> 
So me telling you what he's done for me is actually telling you what he could do for you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? Some people don't want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you what. They know if they come off the wall something with me, and it ain't got nothing. If, if it's against something I believe, I'm going to say, whoa, time out, man. Let me, no, 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 I don't see it that way. Are we going to stand for truth or are we not? Hello? I'd rather for them to respect me and disagree with me and say, well, at least he'll stand for what he believes. You don't have to agree, but my God, take a stand. We backed up too much. Hello? We're giving up too much ground. I say stand your ground. Come on. Jesus himself said, if you deny me, I'll deny you. Is that plain preaching or is that plain preaching? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. None of this is in my notes, but I'm telling you, we must take a stand for what we believe, who we believe in. It, it, did he bring us out of darkness? Come on, somebody. Don't you think that's worth giving him some glory for and some praise for? I'm glad I didn't wake up today still an alcoholic or a drug addict. He set me free. He's worth praising. He's worth telling the world about. Stand your ground. Amen. Amen. We're backing up. They don't change for our views. We don't change for theirs. Like I always say, I don't want to go to war, but if I have to, I'm going to win. <laughs> Here. Verse 2 says the house was full. Brother Zelke, it was full. I believe God can still fill his houses. How about you? And this nonsense of the world's too dark and nobody wants it. Man, you've done tucked your head in the sand. I believe we're living in the time where people are searching for something. Hear me. They're looking for answers. They're not finding it in government, not a political statement. It's just facts. They're not finding it where they're going, but we found it. We found it. We found that treasure. We've got it in an earthen vessel. We know how to connect people to Christ. We know how to see them set free and delivered. We have the answer. We have the answer. And we need to get a vision of bringing men to Jesus. That's all of us. I like what Pastor said in our meeting yesterday. Everybody needs a one-on-one -on -one Somebody that you're doing Bible studies talking to Christ about. I have several that I work with right now. And every chance we get, we talk about it. It's not so much of opening the scriptures. Let me, let me explain something to you. You can give a Bible study and never even have a Bible. It's just telling people about Christ. Find that person that will listen. Get a hold of them. We are responsible, like the four, of bringing men to Jesus. And everybody we see and know, including us, has a need of some kind. Don't sit here and act like you ain't got no needs. Because I'm going to tell you why. First of all, you ain't going to receive no prayers. You ain't going to receive no miracle. If you're walking around here and acting like you got it all together and you're all that, when sometimes you ain't even all there, let's just realize we need Jesus Christ. We all have needs. And we must lean on him, not on our own understanding. Amen. This house was full. And the reason we can believe God for revival is very simple. Because it's not his will 
that any should perish. Any. He didn't die for righteous folks. He died for sinner folks and made sinner folks righteous. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. If you want me to tune you out of my conversation, start getting all self-righteous with me. I will tune you right out. I ain't got nothing to hear you say after you start talking about how good you are. Can I just tell you this? Not to be dark. Good people will go to hell. Ooh, hello. Born again people go to heaven. Are you hearing me? I'm putting my money on the plan of salvation. I'm baking on you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Uh, you want to hear him say, well done? You got to do well. You got to do what he says. Uh, I'm living for two words. Well done. Well done. Well done. And to hear him say that, you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to introduce people to Christ. You're going to have to live according to the word. I'm looking for his return. Are you? Bible says the house was full. When they got there and brought their friend, it was full. And you know what he did? He entertained them. <laughs> no. House is full. You know what Jesus said the best thing to do? No matter if the house is full, half full, or almost empty. What we always do at apostolic churches, we preach the word unto them. You get away from preaching the word, you done lost the presence of the Lord as far as I'm concerned. Because he is where his word is. As a matter of fact, the word became flesh. Hello, somebody. And dwelt among us. You want him among us? Preach his word. His word. Not your word. Not my word. His word. And every now and then when you throw in an opinion, make sure people know that's just your opinion. I have no problem telling you this is my opinion. None whatsoever. Because that's sometimes all it is. We all see things a little different. People say, no, we don't. Mark, <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all saw the same thing, but they all wrote it a little bit different. Are you hearing me? Because they saw it, and it meant something a little different to them. We can all hear one word this morning, and everybody go home with something a little different. You ready? You hear one person say, you know what God did for me today? And you're thinking, wow, here's what he done for me. Totally. One's at the one, because you know why? That's what one word does. You don't need to preach yours, mine, or anybody else. We need to preach one word, his word. Preach what God gives you. Never back up. If God gave it to you, you preach it. Some are amen you, some are oh me, some are oh wow. But you are not, and I am not responsible. Hello, somebody, for the reaction, for what people think. But we are watchmen on the wall. We have been called to preach the word and let God take care of the results. I want to leave every time I preach with my head high knowing, God, I ministered your word. I hope and I pray that you're doing what you said you would do. Preach the word. It won't return void. I think that's in the book. They brought this man there. The house was full. He preached the word. God can still fill the house. God's going to fill this house. Man, there's great things coming, I'm telling you. And for everything I've heard for the last two weeks in several meetings, if someone in this building says, well, there's nothing there for me to do. There's nothing here for you to do. Wow. Okay. 
We may have to call in a therapist for that one, but we'll let that slide. There's something here for everybody. Young, old, teens, everybody. People are working really hard to make sure we have, that we're ministering to every level of age and even levels of understanding according to the word. Are you hearing me? That is very important. Some of us have been around this 30 years. If we ain't figured it out by now, we're probably not going to. You hear me? If you've been in the church 25 or 30 years, now, hello, I'm being kind, and you still feel the spotlight has to be put on you every sermon, even though there's 10 people here that need Jesus, please get rid of that attitude. Hello? If Steve Pauls hasn't figured out how to go to heaven by now, I'll probably be left behind. Hello? We got people coming up and growing that don't even know nothing about Christ. We're going to have things for them too. I think it's important that every person in this building, young, medium, old, no matter how long you've been here, is to get rooted and grounded in the word of the Lord. There's no better foundation we can lay than this book. And that's what this church is endeavoring to do. This house was full. You can't depend on revival for the simple reason. He said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He'll do that. It's not his will when he should perish. He means that. God don't want you to perish. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care the condition you're in. He doesn't care either. I'm a firm believer. God saves you in the condition he finds you. My Lord, if he'd have told me to go back and correct everything I'd done wrong with people, I'd still be out there looking for people 40 years later. I had a history of mistakes. I was really good at them. <laughs> Hello? Still got some mistakes that I need to work on, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. You say, boy, he's got a long way to go. Yeah, but I've come a long way. Jesus has brought us a mighty long way. I'm thankful for where I am. And you know how I feel about Steve Powell's mistakes? Can I share a Bible verse with you that may help you? The scripture says, God will perfect that which concerneth me. Somebody say me. If you're working on something, he's wanting to help you with it. He'll perfect what concerns you and your salvation. So don't be rattled by it. God wants to perfect it hello man half of this ain't even my notes but we're going with it <laughs> verse 3 tells us how the miracle took place and I'm going to need to move right along quickly I got about 10-12 minutes he says he was carried by four say four men four men when you have the recipe of four people sitting in a building at this time, they weren't in the building, but hear me. Four people that had great faith, a full house. Jesus was there, and the words being preached, that is a recipe for a miracle. <laughs> Are you hearing me? And don't mistake the whole faith thing. You don't need great faith to move mountains. You just need to use what you got. Everybody wants great faith. 
Well, to have great faith, you got to have great turmoil and great mountains and all kinds of stuff that literally look impossible. But I'm going to tell you something. Little faith can still move mountains, Sister Julie. All we got to do is use what we got. You can go to the Lord and say, my faith is in the basement, but I'm still trusting. I'm still hoping. I'm still holding on. And I promise you, faith as a grain of a mustard seed can move your mountain. It can take down your giant. It can free you from anything. So just use the faith you got. The Bible says if we compare ourselves among ourselves, we're not wise. It's not wise to do that. It's not wise for saints to compare their blessings with others. That can throw you off track. Huh? I've come to the conclusion some of y'all have bigger houses than I do, but I still got one. (laughs) I know some of y'all drive better cars. I've seen them. But I promise you, I can go to heaven if I was riding a bicycle to this church. I don't need a big bank account to hear him say, well done. I need faithful living, and faithful living is what I'm going to give him. I don't care if I got a million in the bank or a dollar in my wallet. God is worthy to be praised. I'm going to put my faith in him, and I may not get it here, but wait till you see my brand new home. Somebody preach with me. Wait till you see my brand new home. He's building it for us. Don't set your sights on what other people have or don't have. That's not, that's not what it's about. If God chooses to bless them beyond measure, financially, whatever, bless and give God glory and thanks for it. I'm glad some of y'all doing what you're doing. There's not an envy bone in my body. God's blessed you greatly financially. Thank God. Just don't remember to give him thanks for it. Hello? We need to quit comparing ourselves among ourselves. That ain't wise. I know that ain't wise. <laughs> I don't hear too many people say, I won't be like Steve Piles. Please don't ever request that. <laughs> These four men, let me give you some names for them. That first man, we're going to call him compassion. That's what his, we're going to call that first man compassion. Compassion is realizing the need. Compassion is what I say, let's try to get him to the Lord. Compassion will cause you to overlook the fault and see the need. Just like he done for you. Remember when he done that for you? I guess the reason I'm so non-judgmental. Now, I will judge right from wrong. Please don't mistake that. But I'm not judgmental, and there's a big difference. <laughs> you got to judge what's right and wrong. But you don't have to be judgmental with it. You don't have to be a critic with it. Hello? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care what a great life you think you're living. There is nobody sitting in this building that has a right to point a finger. Nobody. You were lost. I was lost. We were all undone. We're all struggling with something. Instead of pointing fingers, why don't we just pray? Instead of gossiping, why don't we just pray? And leave all that to God. I'm not your, I'm not your judge. Hello? Man, sometimes I ain't even got my own life right. How am I going to be judging you? We all got work to do. Hello? Some people can't get to Jesus because... Sin has them paralyzed. It's the truth. This man could not get here on his own, Brother Zoki. Somebody had to bring him, Pastor. Somebody had to be a voice of hope. I don't know what they said to him when they picked him up. If I'm going to guess, it would probably be, hang on, partner, you're going for a ride. That's probably like something I would have said. 
Where are we going? We're going to get you healed today. Where at? At the church. At the church. At the church. Somebody say at the church. You know, they knew right where to take him. At the church. At the church. You can find your miracle. Yeah, you can find it at home. But obedience is at the church. Come on, preach with me. Obedience is at the church. Uh, you want healing? There's a scripture that says, okay, call for the elders of the church. Lay hands on them with oil. Praying over them. Hello? You get people getting mad, going home because nobody prayed for them. But you never asked. You never made it known. So the only person you need to be mad at is you. Ain't nobody We got a lot of Jonas running around. Well, why didn't somebody come and pray for me? No one knew where you were, Jonah, except you. Oh, well, we, didn't, we didn't know you was in the bottom of a big fish down the lake. Well, of course you didn't. Your miracle is on you, man, not us, not this church. That's not even on God. It's on you. Ask and you shall receive. There are things God set in line, and there's reasons God put them there. Hello? What you need can be found here. It is an act of obedience to get up from where you are to come where he is. I said that last week. That's the way this thing's supposed to be working. Hello? <laughs> Fourth man, compassion. He sees him. The church must realize the need. They must realize the importance of the new birth because he's coming back after born-again believers. It, it don't matter what we think about that. Born-again believers. That's it. We must become active in bringing men to Jesus. Hello? It had been so easy to look at this guy and say, whoa, that's going to be a lot of work. You mean we got to carry him to church? Hello? I know I've told this story before, but the church I ended up going to and getting the Holy Ghost in and was there for years are some of the same people. And this is not negative. I don't take this negative. I see why they walk by our trailer. Because <laughs> usually the police were there. There were drugs there. There was fighting going on. But I've said many times, everyone that lived in that trailer ended up receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can't just walk by people because of conditions. Of course it's going to be hard to get him to church. But if we can, we need to get him here. Bringing men to Jesus. Let me move on. These men were willing to tear a roof off. They were going to get this man. Let's call this second man. His name was Determination. You ever met some people that are so determined? A freight train couldn't stop them. Yeah, you need to get that bulldog attitude about living for Jesus Christ. Come what may. Come who may. Go who may. My mind is made up. I'm done standing my ground. I done made my calling an election, sure. I'm been doing this for 35 years. It is too long on the journey to stop now and to quit now. Come on, somebody. That, have some people been in this a while? You've come way too far to go back now. And let me tell you, there ain't nothing worth going back to. I done found the best. I done found the best right here in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got to have some determination to stick this thing out. Hello? Call it bullheaded, call it determination, call it what you want. But I'm going to tell you something. When I go after something, I go after it. I ain't playing no game. I don't show up to play sports games to say, well, we all played right. No, I show up to win. 
And if it don't matter, then why are we keeping score? Apparently it does matter. Don't matter if you win or lose. I don't even like that conversation. Of course, it's how you play the game, but you show up to win, pal. Change the mindset. I'm in this to win it. Not just show up to win it. Not play the game to win it. I'm in it for the long haul. How about you? If you come this far to say, well, it really don't matter. I don't even know how you've made it this far if that's the attitude. My God, you're going to have to fight devils about every day. Let me move on. We're going to call third man. When Jesus saw their faith, say their faith, we're going to call that man faith. So you have one man named compassion, one determination. This third guy, we'll call him faith. His name's faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to get much done. Now, he didn't say the amount of faith. He just said faith. I'm big on that because some people think it takes great faith to see miracles. It just takes faith. Little faith can move it. Just use what you got. It's not always going to be on the mountain. I think it's time to let our faith soar. And here's the good thing. You don't even have to drop nothing in the offering plate. You can have as much faith. It don't cost you a dime. The more hope you have, the more determination you have. You know what's kept me going? Hope. You ever use the term, I'm hoping tomorrow's better than today? Hope. Hope is strong. You keep your hope alive, you'll keep everything else alive. I'm hoping, sister, on some things. This is, I was thinking this morning, I got up, we come to church, and my son went with me again. Does that bother you? That bothers me. We get up and come to this building every Sunday, some Wednesdays, and them family members ain't with you again. Think about that. I want to create an urgency in your spirit. It matters. That day is going to matter. We got to get people to Jesus. We got to get people to Jesus, and we don't have much more time to do that. Get an urgency of prayer and faith. Let it soar. Bring hope alive. God, I know they ain't here, but I know you. I know you. And you are able to do all things. You're able to create a diversion. You're able to create whatever to get their attention, to have them turn around. God can speak in so many ways. We can get so comfortable with not having loved ones come to church with us and friends come with us that we start accepting that behavior. That is not God's way. We can't accept that. People sitting here, their spouse isn't with them. Now, I know you can't make them come, and please don't go home and fight with them. I've seen people, well, I've fought with her about coming. That's your first mistake. Quit building walls. You're not even going to reach people if you build walls. I don't go home every day and say, boy, why wouldn't you hit church today? That's not going to happen. It's more like, son, we love you. Hey, we're going to have a special service. Man, we'd like to see you come on a Sunday. You go building walls with them people, you'll never win them. You don't have to prove how spiritual you are, but how tough you are when it comes to that stuff. Love lifted me. Sinking deep and said, love lifted. 
He knew my background check for ever come. And he still said, I forgive. Fourth man, moving right along. These four men, they tied four ropes to each side of the bed. We're going to call them balance and unity. Because without balance and unity, they couldn't have let him down properly. They had to tie a rope to each side of that little cot, whatever it was. Could you imagine if one side would have been roped and this, this side been roped and two more wooden rope? I'm going to guess they'd have dropped him. <laughs> so they took the time to create the balance. Hear me. And they also had unity of one purpose to bring this man to Jesus. They let him down perfectly, all in unity, all with balance. You know what I think a hungry world is looking for more than anything? Once again, this is just my feelings from what I hear. I think people are literally looking for a church of balance. We're living in such an unbalanced world. They're either too far this way or too far that way. People have lost the middle of the road, balance. Are you hearing me? Balance in unity. They worked together so Jesus could perform a miracle. We need balance in teaching and preaching. We need balance in our worship. We need balance in our church attendance. We need balance in our prayer life. We got to have balance. Can I tell you that the Bible itself tells us that a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord? Oh, that's in the book. I want to be a balance. I don't want people to look at me and go, Man, he's so far that way, he don't believe anybody can be saved. And you know that is the interpretation we can give people? Huh? First time they sit in our building, we throw them the whole truckload? Are you kidding me? You've just killed them before they got started. But then again, I don't want people to look at me and go, ah, he don't believe in anything. They let him down with balance, purpose, and unity. The house was full, but they did not allow the circumstance of this man stop them from bringing him to Jesus. I just wonder how many people we walk by every single day that God is actually dealing with. Have you ever thought about that? Everybody you see with your human eye has a soul that's going to spend eternity somewhere. Somewhere. They're going to spend eternity somewhere. My prayer this week is God help me realize the urgency of the hour we're living in. God give me back. And if you want somebody just to step up and admit it, I'll step up and admit it. My urgency for lost people And lost loved ones has not been what it needs to be. Because we become so comfortable with life and what we're doing that we forget things that actually count. We do. I do. You do. How do you correct that? 
Go back to where you've fallen. That's what he told them churches. And repent and get it right. He's given us time to get it right. God, give our urgency back for the lost. God, give us a vision back. God, give us what we've lost back. I need it. You need it. We all need it. Your family needs it. Your friends need it. This guy was solely depending on their faith, not his. Our faith can make a difference in people's lives. This man, it don't even, Jesus didn't even talk about his faith. Do you understand that? His miracle came because of their faith, not his. He had none. That sinner, that loved one has none. They are depending on our faith and us to let them down where he is. Amen. Stand with me.